Hello and welcome to the Mountainbrook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. Can you believe it is March, March 2nd today, Saturday. Happy Saturday. We're in Luke's Gospel, chapter 16, on Jesus' journey toward the cross. Today we're talking about the parable of the dishonest manager. I had to go back into one of Wayne's sermons from October of 2023, October 1st. If you want to watch that recent sermon, we have a function on the website. Go to mbbc.org slash watch. And then there's a tab on the side that's recent sermons. You can go back and find that from October 1st. It's a great sermon. After I read the story in Luke 16, then we will talk a little bit about some of the commentary that Wayne made. Then we'll go over to the Psalms and read Psalm. 132. But first, from Luke chapter 16, starting in verse 1 and going through verse 15. He also said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the accounts of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do since my master is taking the management away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said, a hundred measures of oil. He said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard all these things, and they ridiculed him. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Oh gracious, this parable is a doozy, and lots of commentators have taken it different ways. Verse 9 is the hardest for me, and I tell you it says, Make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth so that when it fails, they may receive you into your internal dwellings. Who will receive him, and what is this unrighteous wealth? 
in Greek, it is the word for mammon. And according to the Stories of Intent, this book on parables by Snodgrass, he says that probably this means money that belongs to this world, which is the sphere of unrighteousness. So by way of summary, in the commentary, he says that verse 9 may be paraphrased. Put yourself in a good position through your use of money, which so easily leads you astray, so that when the age is over, God will receive you into his eternal dwelling. Jesus again and again teaches on money and how it can lead us astray from the kingdom. When Wayne preached on this parable, he spoke about stewarding other people's things, and he talked about when we borrow something and and how awful it is if we break it. And then he also gave a good illustration about not the Lord not wanting us to waste time and to at least be productive with the time we've been given. He talked about being in um, a church league basketball game and the ref just wouldn't blow the whistle and he was getting fouled to death. And finally, Wayne couldn't take it anymore. And he said something like, blow the whistle. And the referee (laughs) teed him up and he blew his whistle, but he gave him a technical. And Wayne didn't back down. He said, at least you know how to use it. And so his point was that the referee was getting into the game, and he pointed out that this parable reminds us that we need to get in the game as it relates to our use of money for the kingdom. We often want to be guarded and private about the intensely personal use of our own funds, but God is saying, show me the books. This is what I have entrusted to you, and what have you done with it? Have you leveraged what I've given you for the kingdom, or have you squandered it? And then Wayne pointed to verse 10, and he reminded us it's not how much we've been given, but whether we've been faithful with what God has entrusted to us. Verse 10 says this, One who is faithful with very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. Go back and listen to Wayne's sermon. It was a great one, and I hope that he will help clarify the places that I left pretty muddy. Psalm 132 is also a song of ascents. Remember, O Lord, in David's favor, all the hardships he endured, how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob, I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids. Until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Behold, we heard of it in Ephrathah. We found it in the fields of Jair. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, and go to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. Let your priest be clothed with righteousness, and let your saints shout for joy. For the sake of your servant David, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. The Lord swore to David a sure oath from which he will not turn back. One of the sons of your body I will set on your throne. If your son keeps my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them, their sons also forever shall sit on your throne." 
For the Lord has chosen Zion, he has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provisions. I will satisfy her poor with bread. Her priest I will clothe with salvation, and her saints will shout for joy. There I will make a horn to sprout for David. I have prepared a lamb for my anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame, but on him his crown will shine. Thank you for listening along as we read God's Word together. Remember to pray for the nations today that they might come to know Jesus as Lord and that the Lord would call out missionaries to go forward with His Word. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you for this people. I ask, Lord, your blessings upon them. Give us proper perspective when it comes to resources. Help us to be the type of people who use what you have entrusted to us for the good of the kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus, the one who was of the line of David, who was entrusted with your covenant and was found faithful. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving of yourself so that we could flourish, so that we can have eternal salvation and abundant life here. Lord, would you give us visions of you in this very room? Would you remind us throughout the day of your eternal presence with us? Would you guide us by your Spirit and help us to have listening ears? Bless our brothers and sisters in faith around the world. Please bring the nations unto yourself and please call out those who will go and share the good news. We love you, Lord, and we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.